Attention listeners of Domain Masters. WebmasterRadio.fm now gives you a new way not only to be the master of your domain, but of your smartphone. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen to every past episode of Domain Masters, plus sample thousands of hours of archive programming, or listen to WebmasterRadio.fm live at your leisure. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Pitts. Welcome to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm the host of Domain Masters, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. I've asked, uh, on this episode of Domain Masters, I've asked Joe Higgins, who is the Senior Sales and Strategy Consultant at RookMedia.net, to um, to come onto the show to answer some questions regarding parking services. Now, Joe has been a mainstay in the uh, domain monetization industry since 2005 uh, as a senior account executive at Domain Sponsor. He joins a very seasoned seasoned team at Rook Media, people that have worked with various companies in the parking space. Uh, And so they draw a lot of, of knowledge and experience about how parking works. And that's the reason that I invited Joe uh, to be on this episode of Domain Masters is to talk to me and, and directly talk to you about parking. Hopefully to answer some questions that you may have regarding the mechanics, how it works, how does a parking company uh, earn or keep, what value add do they provide, what are the things that they do to help you to take and earn more money, what's a realistic amount of traffic that you need to have on a domain name in order for it to optimize, to find the best lander, to be associated to the best advertiser, how does that mechanically work? So hopefully we'll be able to answer some of those questions and leave you more knowledgeable about the parking industry and perhaps that might even help you to uh, make better decisions about how long to park, where to park, um, and, and which company you should be doing a majority of your business uh, with uh, for your particular domain portfolio. All right, I want to welcome Joe Higgins from Rook Media. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great today, Victor. Thank you. How are you? Great. Fantastic. First, just a little bit before we get into the interview, how are things going over at Rook Media? You all settled in? We're all settled in. We're looking forward to a great 2013, and uh, I'll be seeing my team here in a couple of weeks when they show up for WebFest. That's right. That's coming up at the beginning of February. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. There's going to be about uh, four or five of us there, and it should be a strong show. Fantastic. It's always great when your your clients uh, who do most of the business with you uh, virtually get to actually meet you uh, face-to-face. Those trade shows are fantastic for that. That's 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 what they're there for. If you're on the <laughs> provider side. So so listen, Joe. Um, to to the point of the interview, I'd I'd really like to help um, 
people that my listeners of the the show to understand a, a bit more about parking and how it's done. And granted, some of them may be bored by this conversation because they they think they know everything about uh, uh, parking. And I know that there's a lot of others that have domain names that have never parked them in their life, and maybe they've heard some information uh, about parking that kind of soured them on it. And you know, there's a lot of misinformation. I, and one of the commercials I love on TV right now is you know everything is true on the internet internet and meet my my French boyfriend and the guy you know certainly is in French you you really can't trust everything that you you hear and the best way to um, uh, find Notre out what's Dame the Football right thing is ask the experts and that's what we have you on here absolutely I'm glad to be here and and so Joe one of the questions that uh, a lot of people have have asked me in the past was about you know direct navigation um, and so we know that direct navigation traffic to a domain name is is not anything that um, the parking company controls. It is it is what it is. However, what what does get controlled by the parking camp, uh, company is what happens. Um, what what the person that's searching using direct navigation actually sees when they get there. The parking lender, the types of advertisers that are on that page. So. Tell us about that process. How does a parking company select the landing page, and how is it determined what advertisers show up on the on the page? Well, first of all, it's important to point out that most parking companies, well, all parking companies, rather, we work within the constraints uh, provided by our upstream providers. So that's why you see most landers have a similar look and feel. I mean, some things are different, but for the most part, there's a, a pretty similar look and feel across parking providers. And that's the reason we're working within a, the constraints provided from above. Mm -hmm. So most parking companies test landers internally and, you know, landers can sometimes make up to, you know, say 50% difference in RPM. Now at Rook, we're constantly testing new templates, new designs, uh, we rotate them in and out of our platform, and our aim is to keep a fresh look and feel of the domain. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we do it at Rook. I can't say how other people do it, how other providers do, but that's our main focus. Right now, you've you've been um, you have been with a, a couple of different companies in the industry, and certainly are, are very familiar with everyone else. And I know that the. Um, your your coworkers and the founders of the company and everything are intimately um, knowledgeable about other other uh, landers, and so we've seen some landers that have that look like web pages, that have graphics and images, and other ones within text. And and you you mentioned that you have to be in compliance with your upstream uh, feeds and and you know the advertisers and so forth, but. To, to the limit of why would someone want graphics? Is there Have you seen examples of where graphics would be more effective than text or vice versa? Uh, you know, the simple answer is there's, there's simply not a clear winner. Um, every domain is different. The behavior uh, of two very similar domains could mm -hmm. be completely different. So, you know, the answer is that there's just not a clear winner. I've seen instances where images perform better mm -hmm. and i've seen instances where a more generic lander performs better now obviously when you're using images you have to make absolutely sure that the image is is close to being a, a, a match 
with the, the domain name is possible. Um, because even if it's in the general area, but it's not a specific match, that can actually hinder performance that I've seen. Yeah. So I, I think in, in, in aggregate, it's just too tough to, to, to tell. You know, the, the real, what you really want to make sure, Victor, is that the parking providers are testing landers constantly. That, mm-hmm. that's, that, that, that's the key. And they rotate landers constantly. So, so you're, you're, you're saying it by rotating and testing the different ones, uh, the proof will be in which one performs the best, and that's the one that you go with, regardless of whether it will be one with image or one with Texas, whatever the landers are, make sure that you test them out and find the one that performs the best for that particular domain. That's uh, exactly it. So, okay, so we have, they have the lander aspect, which is within the testing part is done by the, the parking company itself. Um, how does it, how are the original, when a name first comes into the system, when someone just first adds a domain name to the parking company, how is it determined what advertisers are associated to that domain name? Um, well, if you, so if I understand the question correctly, if you, if you're talking about the, 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 the technical aspect, what, what's happening is the, the parking provider is sending some information. We're sending a query to our upstream provider mm-hmm. and that query contains, you know, a lot of, a lot of data points, including the term that was searched on by the end user. Are you with me so far? Mm-hmm. And it's at that point that the upstream provider sends back the advertisers for that specific keyword term. That's that's how the the advertisers first come into play. Does that okay, make sense? So, yeah. So if I can kind of walk through an example, sure. um, okay. I and I've, some people on the show have heard me use this name before because I, I remember some of the history on it, so I'll use it in this association. CD dot com like certificate of deposit or compact disc, um, cd.com. When that name, let's say that name first comes into the system, you don't have it, you don't have it in there. Um, uh, um, one of your, your publishers, uh, adds this name to their account okay. at, at Rook Media or parking company X. How you're saying then you, you would based upon a new name coming in the first time before anyone's actually, Going to the website and and w- when does the association to an advertiser keyword done? Is it done at the point that they add it to the system? No, no, not until a not until a a, a, a query is sent to our upstream provider. So, so it requires nothing, traffic. It requires exactly, traffic the first time, exactly. and then you go do it. Wow! And so that first time, then that traffic comes through. It, it goes. It goes to your upstream provider and comes back with the list of advertisers in the landing page that was was chosen for that particular domain. Well, let's okay. So let's let's kind of stay on this example. CD.com can be obviously finance, and it can could be music. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if a publisher and I want to get this person's name and contact info, by the way, hopefully you can help <laughs> with that. So if if the if the publisher puts CD.com onto our platform, we're probably, we're going to populate the page with some keywords that our system believes, uh, would be a semantic breakdown of the domain name. Okay. Now this one, this one's a, a little bit more difficult because we're talking two characters, but say for instance, it assumed that say the system assumed that it was finance related, mm-hmm. the key, the landing page would be 
pop, uh, populated with keyword terms related to that category. Mm -hmm. Once the traffic starts coming in, we have a search box, remember. Mm -hmm. If somebody sees that these keywords are not relevant to what they're really looking for, which could be music, mm -hmm. they could use the search box and type in a music-related keyword term. At that point, the query is sent to the upstream provider. Now you've got a search and you, have, you, you might also have a, a click after that if they click on one of the advertisers. This is when optimization really happens. So the next time that that page is drawn, Instead mm -hmm. of finance-related keyword terms on the landing page, it could be music-related terms. Gotcha. So the more traffic that you have and the faster the traffic's coming in, that's how fast your domain would optimize. So does that answer the question? Using yeah, that? yeah, that actually does, and it, and it kind of um, kind of segues into one of the other questions. Is is um, and, and you know people ask, well, how long does it take to get optimized? How long does it take to get that best lander and that best uh, <laughs> advertiser keyword association? And and, it, and I know it's dependent upon traffic, so there probably isn't no magic there number. Is there is not a magic number. It, it really depends on the volume of traffic. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the key, the, the key metrics behind the whole thing. It's the okay. volume of traffic. So stay tuned with Joe Higgins from Senior uh, Sales Strategy and Consultant at Rook Media. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. 
What are some of the other elements that a parking company? So the parking company can control. Um, well, let's stick first before we move on with with the uh, advertiser association. Is you say there can be a, a lot of different possibilities in CD. We we mentioned two. I'm sure if we, as I remember digging deeper, there's there are other possibilities too. But some names can be just really all over the place in terms of what they're about. And sometimes I know the publishers believe that they know what that name should be associated to. So how do you do those manual associations of advertisers? Um, how, how would you force it, let's say in the case of CD, if you want it to go to music, as opposed to letting the system automatically determine that? You know, it depends on the provider. Uh, at Rook, we have the ability to uh, manual, uh, manually add keyword terms. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if, say, the client came to us right away and said, look, this, this really needs to be music-related uh, right from the get-go, Mm-hmm. We would probably, you know, add some keyword terms manually on the back end. We can do that. So right out of the gate, he would have the advertiser depth that he's looking for. Got you. And what are some of the other elements that a parking company do that can um, improve the performance of, of a domain as part of the optimization process so that it increases the earnings? Well, you know, there's, there's a number of things, Victor. But I got to be honest, this is kind of where the companies separate from themselves. Ah, so this is where right. the proprietary information comes good, in. Good to know. Good to know. Well, we won't, so, go over, we'll go over that, won't go over that line. I do have another question, though. Um, and that's the type of traffic that um, a publisher is, is paid on. I mean, names will have, will have direct navigation traffic, and they'll have um, traffic from um, – just background noise, you know, and the internet, you know, uh, it, especially if it was, well, how, how is, what type of traffic is, is not eligible to be paid on? Just kind of a generic question across the industry. What traffic is typically filtered out in PPC? Um, I mean, spam traffic, bot traffic, invalid traffic. These, you know, everybody's talked about and heard about, you know, bot traffic mm-hmm. and, where this comes from, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of explanations, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, uh, traffic that's just not converting in aggregate for the advertiser is what's going to be filtered out. Right. So you, you got to keep in mind that there's really no reason for our upstream provider or us, Rook, or any parking provider to filter out good traffic. So, you know, that... That's right. the main focus. Just keep the bad stuff out, the stuff that's not converting. Right, right. Absolutely, because you do have a responsibility to that upstream provider. I mean, if if you take care of the advertiser by, um, you know, keeping the bad traffic out, then they'll be more trusting of this source of traffic, and, and we use it more. And, well, the, and the clean, exactly. The cleaner the domain channel, the, uh, the more advertisers will feel comfortable uh, about being a part of it. And longer we can keep this going. Mm-hmm. Do you find that on those landing pages, uh, another question back on the landing pages and the testing, um, are there differences in how landing pages convert um, based upon ge- geo aspects, you know, geographic, like, you know, in Europe they prefer this versus in the, in the U.S.? Or is it, 
Yes. Again, though, you we're kind of going into to okay. more of a, well, Yes is a good uh, answer. Yeah. There, there is. There, there yes is. is a good answer. So it's just like one. It's not like one size fits all. Um, it's not one size fits all, and you know that's that's uh, you know make sure your parking provider again is testing all different types of uh, feeds and lander setups and designs, and you know you'll be good to go. That's certainly what we do every day at Rook. Right. Um, one of the terms that. Uh, might scare some people off is this term called clawbacks. Uh, it, it, it just sounds kind of frightening <laughs> in, in itself. So tell us what clawbacks are. All right. Um, so clawbacks, uh, it's basically when the upstream provider has determined that fraudulent clicks have taken place on a domain. Okay. Now, typically when they determine this, or always when they determine this, the revenue has been paid out. That's why it's called a clawback. So back up a little bit. Obviously, they're analyzing the data almost real time or real time, okay? Mm -hmm. But then they're able to go in depth more after the fact. And it's usually, it's during this period, after revenue has been reported and already paid out, that they are able to determine, hey, this, this click is not valid. So what they do is they, their intent is to pay back the advertiser. Now, they're not going to go out of pocket for that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So they come back to us and they claw the revenue back. And that is what a clawback is. Got you. Um, what, um, okay, so the main investors, um, the mainers that, that I'm, I'm familiar with don't always keep good track of of their inventory and certainly they don't um, go back and tell their parking companies or marketplaces that they've listed their names for sale in when they've sold a name and they no longer have it. Um, so one of the things that um, a person using parking services may in encounter when they submit their name to the parking company is a thing called a conflict. Can you talk a little bit about what conflicts are? Sure, sure. Basically, a conflict is uh, uh, when a domain is already in one client's account on a particular platform and another client of that same company tries to add the same domain to their account. A conflict happens and it's, you know, it's it's more of an older, uh, an, you know, it's an older issue on a, on a lot of the older platforms. I mean, at Rook, essentially, we could provide individual, individualized A records and DNS solutions, mm -hmm. and clients could just basically point their names here, and it's almost like having their own parking platform. Mm -hmm. So there, the issue of conflict wouldn't even come into play. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So, yeah. you know, this the conflicts are still, you know, it, it's basically to protect, you know, protect clients uh, from potential fraud, okay? Mm -hmm. But like I said, you know, on the newer platforms, it, it shouldn't even come into play if, if your parking provider's got things set up correctly. Got you. Um, there's a, what, is the, what is the best way for someone to track the performance of, of their name? When you look at the different statistics, um, statistical uh, data points that uh, a parking company 
gives a, a publisher shown on the performance of the name. You have cost per click, you have the click-through rate, um, you know, traffic, and, and so forth. And of course, one would argue that the most important thing is revenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be number one. But what would you really say that the most effective stats uh, are for someone to track to be able to compare the performance of one name versus another? I would say RPM, revenue per thousand. Uh, here you take in, you take in all the the other basic metrics into play, mm-hmm. and uh, you know this is, you know seasonality. There's there's a lot of things that could uh, hinder performance uh, if you're speaking solely revenue on a mm-hmm. particular domain. You know seasonality, as I mentioned. Um, you know a, a domain could get a kick if something you know something in the marketplace. Uh, is released, you know, mm-hmm. uh, revenue can spike and, and, and dip for all sorts of reasons. But if you keep your eye more on the revenue per thousand, that kind of, that takes into, into play more the aspect, the real aspect of, uh, of advertisers, what advertisers are willing to pay for that traffic. Um, it takes a little bit of aspect of click-through rate in there. Uh, revenue per thousand is, is really the, the, the key metric. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.